Hello, friends. I know you want to listen to today's episode of Profoundish, but this time we're doing something a little different. Today, Weston, that's me, and Alex are hosting a very special episode of The Milk Club. try and have the clap in my mind because I can never hear it until I edit the episode later I, 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 I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this for a t-shirt I always have the clap in my mind <laughs> just out of context like what is that our first uh, shirt profoundish shirt I always have the I, clap in my mind and there's just like a little pee in the corner for profoundish <laughs> just a little pee in the corner there um, are some quotables that we could definitely put on shirts. Like Is it we weirder need... than eating drywall? That's one of them. I, actually, I like that one. We could. That would be a good. Sh- I don't know if that episode was any like was ever specifically more popular than any other episode, but that is just such a good. <laughs> that is such a good, good. soundbite <laughs> from that episode. Um, everybody listening, check out the one about fetishes, kinks. What the. Can I live I just like, on air look up the title to that episode? <laughs> I have no you idea. should be able to... Well, we have 60-odd episodes in, now, yeah. so I don't know. What did we call that one? Type in Profoundish Addiction. Are you doing it on YouTube? What are you doing it on? Uh, on Spotify. Oh, it's, it is Obsessions. Ranking the Strangest Obsessions, Profoundish Episode 29. Okay, 29. There you go. You all know what you're looking for Episode now. 29. I just started scrolling through our whole list, and I'm like, it's in here somewhere. I don't know why we couldn't get it to pop up, but it's there. Episode 29. Perfect. Now you know. Go now there, but after know. this one. Listen to this one first. Um, but anyway. But yeah, so merch. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, but that's all I got. That is what we were talking about. We need, we need merch ideas. What do you guys want to see on a shirt? Obviously, we've got the logo. We can just slap the logo on, like, literally anything. But that, that's, you know, that's simple. Yeah. That's easy. That's, anybody could think of that. It's a no-brainer. What, mm-hmm. what, what can we true. slap on a shirt? You know what I kind of want to get? What can we slap on a... I kind of want to get, like, some art done of, like, you and me. Like, I don't know, at a microphone or something like that. I, like, if we want to get, like, I don't know, Gella or somebody on that. Like, if we, can we get some actual artwork yeah. of us for all of our pages... Because we've got the P, that is our logo. The the profoundish P is our logo. But I feel like we need some actual like art, some artwork done. You know what I'm saying? I I agree. Actually, um, I completely agree. So yeah, we should uh, figure that out maybe pretty soon. I mean, we're in our new uh, year of profoundish episodes. I think it's yeah. time for that. Yeah, we're in Spice year two. The first year was us figuring out what we're doing. Actually, I kind of feel like we took to we took to profoundish really quick. Like I. F- uh, after yeah, just we a, <laughs> a week or two, we kind of had the idea of what the format would be, and we felt our groove in a few weeks. Like we kind of figured that out. But our first year was a proof of concept that we could do it. We could do it for a whole year, every week, unstopped success. And we did. And we did that. Now we're into year two. We gotta get some art. We need. Yeah, we do need the do need the art. So if if you're an artist and you're and you're just thinking about it, hit us up. Um. And, what uh, do you think the art would be? Weston. Like, 
you and me like just as like m- like murals of us with like a background of some kind like could we pick out like several episodes and have like little clues and hints or like you know re- easter eggs to like previous episodes that'd be fun that'd be super fun um we could be sitting in front of that table that's near your desk that has a bunch of crap on it <laughs> i remember that was a big uh big early episode joke that we that had that table's still there and um, it's still full of crap <laughs> We uh, we should um there should be a pig on a flagpole, flagpole flag pig. pig. It's funny that you say that. that and I'll tell you why shirt. that's funny later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I'm that you should curious say now. that. <laughs> well, then let's get into it. All right. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first inaugural episode of the Milk Club. <laughs> what? <laughs> The Milk Club? Yes. <laughs> a year-ish okay. after we came up with several alternative podcast concepts, and we said that we would do little oh. mini podcast episodes based <laughs> around each one, a year later, we're coming back around to it. And the first one that we spoke of on that episode, that fateful episode a long time ago, was The Milk Club. It was actually your concept, <laughs> Alex. The Milk Club. Indeed. So should we give a little context for where this came from? Like how we came up with like the, like the name, for example, or whatever? Absolutely not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. The context comes from episode 19. Speaking of episodes you should watch, episode 19. Yes. Um, wow. Titled Booger Balls. We talked about <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, Wesson, hold on a second. Are, are you sure that maybe... maybe are our best best episodes behind us? <laughs> they absolutely I mean, are. That's why I'm bo- reusing this content. Oh. <laughs> this is great. Okay, go on. So over the course of the next forever, I will be going through each of these concepts. Yes. And we will be making them happen. And uh, this one, oh. I, I'm going to read you the description of Booger Balls just because I think not enough people read our descriptions that you painstakingly write. Episode 19, don't get dizzy. This podcast episode is about dot, 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 podcast. Alex and Weston discuss their favorite podcasts and later on play an improv game where they have to pitch podcast ideas to one another using random words given to them. Enjoy this episode of uh, Profoundish. And your random words, I'm going to, I'm trying to find it. Hang on. Where's it at? Where's it at? So, while he's pulling that up, yeah, basically what we would do, and actually, we, I was, we will be doing more episodes like this because these are super fun. It kind of, it's like a good improv kind of game. We both um, show up with a list, a bunch of separate lists of random words. In case you're not familiar with these, um, these episodes that we've done in the past, and then they're all labeled from one to five. And then, for example, if it's Weston's turn, and we're gonna, we're making up podcasts based on these words that the other guy has written out. So usually I think you can get, I think you pick two or three words and, but all Wesson will say is pick one, three, and four. And then I'll read him my list of words that he doesn't know, one, three, and four. And it'll be milk, club, and bacon or whatever the three words are. Then he has to take two of those and make it into a, like a podcast title. But that the, um, what we make or present is different each episode. This one happened to be like podcasts. So what I found, this was so funny listening to you try to talk, and then I was just listening back to the episode to remember what the words were. So I was listening to you twice, and it was very disorienting. 
I, I bet that was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. But yeah, your words were shark, milk, and club. And you had to come up with a podcast concept with that. And you came up with the milk club. And if you can all imagine <laughs> what that is, it's a podcast about milk, dairy, and related news to that concept. So this is our first episode, maybe the only episode, but the first episode of The Milk Club. Oh, I love this. We need to go over our history I'm with so milk, glad. Alex. Oh my gosh, I think we should, yeah. I think we need um, to describe to our lovely Milk Club-specific audience what our history with milk mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Were, um, were you a big milk drinker when gosh. you were a kid? Or even now? I don't say, where do we start? I know you drink a lot of water now. Yeah, so- do you drink milk now? I am, I drink three things, <clears throat> mainly two, sometimes three. I drink water, coffee, and beer, <laughs> and mainly water and coffee these days. Milk is 0% in my life. Um, I, every once in a while, I'll drink a little bit of like nut milk, like almond milk or yeah. like stuff like that. Almond milk is um, delicious. But I only, but I don't really go for that. I usually just use that if, if something calls for milk and it doesn't need really need to be like like milk milk but that, even that's rare i don't really use it that much point is when i was a kid though yeah to answer your first question as a kid oh my god i oh milk <laughs> <laughs> i loved it um i drank it all the time drink it with everything you know like you'd pour your bowl of cereal and you'd drink the milk after and mm, all uh good stuff not anymore, though. What about you? I'm very much the same way. I don't drink milk at all anymore. I just don't go out and buy it. Uh, but as a kid, all the time, like we went through so much milk as a family. Uh, we would go through like a gallon of milk a day, the four of us, my brother, my parents, and I. We'd go through like a gallon of milk a day. We drank so much for sure. every meal, often more than one glass and i don't know how much ounces of milk is in a glass or whatever but more than a glass of milk every day or every meal rather so yeah. here's a question growing up yeah. um in your family were you like a two percent family were you a whole milk family one percent even maybe i'm curious uh we were a two percent family i think my dad might have grown up on two percent and whole milk i think maybe he'd done both because he was more of like the heavier milk type of person but we did go through a brief period of time it was brief because i don't think the rest of the family could could stand it any longer i went through a brief (laughs) period myself where i went through this like weird health kick i don't know what i i must have picked something up in class like learned something at school and came back like we should try one percent and skim milk or whatever so like we bought like one percent and skim to like try but it didn't stick so we were a two percent family i i'm actually very similar boat um we were always two percent now i will say though to my knowledge because we went from two percent then we kind of did a similar thing we went to as a kid it was okay that's the blue lid one percent's the pink lid um i don't remember what skim is is it red like i know it actually technically i'm sure it changes on the brand but green or something um but but anyway, I just remember like one percent was fine, but skim milk it was just like no. If I'm gonna drink milk, just I'm just I'm gonna drink milk. Now, I don't think I've ever drank whole milk though. I think I've always just done two percent or one percent really. I think I've had them all. I don't remember what I thought of whole milk. 
because I don't think I had it very much. I think I had a little bit of it. Uh, what I remember is that between skim 1% and 2%, I didn't really mind it anyway. Like, like none of the, like the skim didn't, yeah. like being used to 2%, skim didn't bother me at all personally. I know um, everyone always says it's it's like a lot more watery than 2%, but I don't feel like that ever bothered me. Whole milk, I don't actually remember. So either I didn't have very much of it or it was too long ago that I just don't remember really myself because you'd think it'd be a lot heavier because it's not like three percent i think it's right. like a lot more i think i i just i do have this story <clears throat> and i will never forget this this was i don't know i was probably maybe 12 or 13 years old and my mom and my sister some my sister at the time was very young and pretty much and i was at an age well, i mean i guess i no, I guess I was about to kind of make up something because it's not true. I could have taken care of her because I have before. I was like 12 or 13. But my mom was going to be gone for a long period of time, like running running errands all day. And she, my sister was young, so she went with her to run these errands. And I was at home alone. But all I remember is <laughs> they came back from the grocery store at the end of their day of errands. And all I know is that they came in through the door. And somehow one thing led to another. And... I think it could have been my sister, but I'm pretty sure it was my mom. And she had a gallon of milk in her hands and a bunch of grocery bags. And next thing she knew is that she slipped and fell on her butt. And like in the kitchen, yeah. so something slipped. The bags fell and, and the milk, the gallon of milk went flying into the ceiling <laughs> and broke. Yeah. Like in the ceiling. So milk got everywhere. And for weeks... We were still finding milk spots on the ceiling, like this kind of gl- like glistening milk spots, because it was so hard to clean it. It could be a tall ceilings. That was a very dark and dreary day, but boy, was that a fun moment. Did you guys cry over spilt milk? Oh, I'm, well, I'm. Oh my god, I was say, I'm sure we cried anyway, just because we when we spent like four bucks in that gallon of milk or whatever it was. <laughs> it's all on the ceiling now. Um, uh, I feel like it's that some primo funny. milk because milk is usually like three something, right? Milk is usually three something ish. I have no. I don't idea. know what it would have been back then. It's been so too. long. But um, you know, I yeah. want to give you an update really quick. I guess I was drinking milk in my early days of going to college. I remember I sure. when I had my roommates, I was still buying milk because I remember like it was really easy. This is before I really cooked, so like I so cereal, right? Cereal super right. easy. And so I guess I was still doing it in my adult life, but my very young adult life. It it ended pretty quickly after that. The, anyway. The thing with milk for oh. me, once I went off and I had to do my own shopping, is that milk like expires. So like the things that I would buy are things that didn't yeah. expire anytime soon. Because I, I will take so, so long to go through food products. Because one, I forget they exist in the fridge, which apparently... <laughs> Okay, I need to I need to see a doctor or something. This is an unrelated tangent, but TikTok sends me ADD videos all the time, all the goddamn time. And we've talked about TikTok's algorithm before, and yep. I'm starting to realize all these people with ADHD keep talking about things that I like do too. And I'm like, do I do I have ADHD and I don't <laughs> know it? Because like I have no it's, idea what's in the fridge till I open the door, and apparently that's an ADHD thing. Apparently, I guess I don't know. I'm kind of having an identity crisis, but that's why I don't buy milk because it'll just expire. That's a whole another thing to unpack another time. Because I wish I forgot what was in my fridge <laughs> because I'll find myself digging through it at 11 p.m. 
not not even hungry going okay i know i got this in here i want to eat this right so yeah that is interesting you just forget it's in there so i'm sure it's like a nice treat if you have something like you yeah. really like that you forgot you had and you're like oh wow I got this. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> like a little surprise. My parents sent um, my brother and I home with uh, this uh, like loaf of like banana and like chocolate chip and I don't remember what all it is. It's this bread or whatever. It's like dessert bread yep. or whatever. And I forgot it existed, and I didn't have my first slice of it until it'd been in the fridge for six days already. Because I just forgot it was in there. And I was like, I'm like, I need to start eating this. I want to eat it, oh, but I funny. forgot it was there. Or I made a bunch of like coleslaw that sat in the fridge for a month. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is in a container here. Because I had eaten most of it and forgot about the rest. And I'm like, I just, yep, I just keep these things, which maybe is a common thing. So maybe I'm overthinking it. But like, I'll leave stuff in the fridge for way past their expiration. Or like um, orange juice. I've had like three week old, like expired old orange juice. And I look at the expiration date. I'm like, oh, is this okay to drink? Good luck, body. <laughs> well, you mentioned, uh, I was going to say like with the expiration, with nut milk, nut milk lacks, lacks, <laughs> um, lactose. Um, nut milk um, lasts a pretty long time. Okay. Um, so maybe that's like the alternative. Way longer than like milk does. So, and that's why every once in a while, every once in a while, very, not that often, but I, I will get that. And it's like, if you buy it, you'll have like, I don't quote me on this could be wrong, but it's, it's like six, seven, maybe even eight weeks. It could be like a couple months before it like actually expires. So. Which is better because like, yeah, uh, cow milk, usually by the time you buy it lasts like what, a week or something like that is usually how far it's out you get. not that long, yeah. So it's like if you don't drink a whole gallon of milk in like a week, which me by myself, I probably couldn't do because I just don't drink much milk anymore. But like, I guess if I shared it, um, then maybe it'd go through faster. But I'm going through these memories now because I remember that's actually I think the biggest reason at the time why I quit drinking milk, I guess, in my early college years is because it would always go bad. And I remember wishing that, okay, they got gallons. They've got half gallons. Yeah. And sometimes they got those like little like individual ones that you can buy. Um, so like of like you know maybe, but I've always <laughs> like wanted like of milk. a quarter. Well, yeah, you, I know like at like I, you know I'd go shopping at like Meyer, and I know like they always had like little like in, not like school cartons. They would be they look like little like bottles, but they're like individual bottles you can just like take on the go, like just milk. And I, I didn't want that either because that wouldn't be enough at the time. Right. I wish they had like quarter sized. But they, I never found those, but that would have been like the perfect size because it, it would last me a couple sessions, <laughs> whatever you want to call <laughs> a it. A couple milking you know, sessions. And then I, well, that's another episode, but um, the <laughs> milking sessions. I don't know. I, I just wish they had that. Maybe they do exist, but I never found it. So I just quit buying it. Yeah, same with me. I was going to say, though. I oh sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say some? same with me it just it expires I don't drink much of it anymore to like warrant getting a whole gallon at a time so I just slowly didn't buy it anymore which means I just kind of don't drink anymore not lactose intolerant or anything can definitely drink milk totally cool with that but I just don't buy any well it's funny because I f- doesn't it feel like everybody kind of has a similar story like th- for the most part like I feel like a lot of people I talk to about milk, it's like, yeah, I used to drink it as a kid, but I just, I don't anymore. Well, you know, and a lot of people develop some sort of intolerance to it. So that's why that's part of it. But yeah, fair. 
Um, it just it definitely isn't in the forefront of the American family household like it used to be. They used to have the milkman for God's sake. Yeah, a milkman would come. He'd bring you milk. That doesn't happen now. Maybe it happens somewhere, but not to the degree that I think it once was. Well, it's like you'd get your daily milk. It's funny, though, because uh, milk is still like a staple product for American households. Uh, What did I just read this? It's like where schools, actually, which again, talking about kids, right? Oh, that makes schools, right? The USDA, I think, still like or somebody there's like a lot like it's required to be provided in schools. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to find the stat. I, thought, I just I thought, read this somewhere. I thought a lot of that had changed over the years. I didn't realize. I know because I know when we were coming up, it was, you know, drink your milk, calcium. Yeah, you in, know, it's good for your bones. It's you know they'd always t- tell you those things. Yeah, in school, I thought that kind of. Well, yeah, there was there was the got milk uh, uh, campaign, but yeah, in school lunchrooms, milk huge, is required yeah. to be served with every meal according to USDA nutrition standards. And this is important because, you know, since this is the milk club, did you know we're actually currently in a uh, <laughs> the cardboard cartons that you like keep the milk in? There's a, a supply shortage of cartons. So actually, there's a milk shortage in schools right now. Did you know? It's, it's the yeah. carton crisis. Yeah. Appar- oh, apparently there is a carton crisis, uh, especially, I guess, in particular in New York right now. I'm reading an article where Senator uh, Schumer is talking about this carton crisis and trying to figure all of that shenanigans out but apparently there's a carton shortage wow i i, I mean i just I, I wouldn't have known but i'm hopefully we can uh catch back up and be okay i, I you know it's funny because i said like i just i don't picture because anyone i talk to they're all like i don't drink milk but guess what everyone i'm talking to about it is also our age or older so kids totally different didn't even think about that you know because i know like even up until our high school years um milk wasn't every meal if you wanted it so chocolate or white milk the chocolate was the best but, stuff did you did you ever get the gallons yeah. of chocolate milk as a kid just as a treat every now and again yes but i actually found more uh pleasure maybe satisfaction out of making it myself yeah i'm um, with like just the hershey chocolate because that was the, my follow-up um, question because sometimes as a treat we would get the gallon of like already chocolate milk but for the most part if we wanted chocolate milk we had uh usually the nesquik powder that we would put into oh you did milk powder. and stir it up with a spoon or whatever yeah did you do the hershey mm. syrup we did the syrup and what i liked about that was that after you finished your glass you had a little kind of syrupy residue at the bottom and he had like a little extra treat of like chocolatey goodness um weirdly, i don't know why we did weirdly enough, i was just gonna I say we did was off-putting oh really yeah <laughs> <laughs> i loved it it's like a little extra treat we also did i will say i i guess i was i kind of lied because i remember one or two times we actually had ovaltine oh um, really like the powdered ovaltine in the house which is kind of similar right that's just it's chocolatey I don't know if that's just a brand. I've never actually had like Ovaltine myself, so I, I can't really speak to its flavor or I, consistency. But but when we had the powder Ovaltine, I just I 
I'll be. I'll admit this, Mom. If you're listening, I'm sorry, but I went in there and I just took spoonfuls of the powder and just <laughs> ate that. I loved it. It was so good because um, it like this became like fudge in your mouth. It was awesome. Ooh, I need to go to the store and buy some Ovaltine after this. I don't know how I feel about mm. that. Just like a pow- just a powder. <laughs> it's really dry. But- yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this is the cinnamon challenge with a lot less pain, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was say it just feels like it'd it. be sticky, like just like lip smacking, like nap nap nap. Oh, but it, the flavor, it, the flavor outweighs all. It's so yummy. Um, I'm trying to think, but usually in school I didn't um do milk at all, which is weird because okay. I drank milk as a kid. Um, usually if I could, I would get water or orange juice or something kind of like that. And a lot of the time, too, mom would pack my lunch, and I would just get, like, a little mini bottle of water or whatever. And that's what I did. But usually my go-to at the school, though, would be chocolate milk. Like, if I were to get milk, it'd be the chocolate milk. Cause I'll never, those little square cartons, I'll never yeah. forget. Because that's what we—I always did that in school. Like, it was always milk. I, we, like, never—well, uh, like, I so very rarely, to my memory, ever had packed lunches, either. For the most part, it was almost always school lunches. I think— um in elementary okay. school in particular, there were some lunch, lunch, uh, uh, school lunches that um, I didn't like, like my brother and I wouldn't like. So we'd get like a packed lunch on like those specific days where they had, I don't remember, the one that stands out in my brain was that there was like a bologna, like a hot bologna sandwich day or something. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't like bologna. So like on those days, I'd have a packed lunch. And I don't remember what we even, I don't remember <laughs> what we drank in those packed lunches. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Were you like a Sunny D family? We did Sunny Sunny D sometimes. That was always really good. I don't remember that being a packed lunch item, but I, I did like Sunny D as a kid. I Yeah, I like orange juice now. I don't really buy Sunny D now, but like I like Sunny D as a kid. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Actually, you know what's funny? I don't even know if we packed it in our lunches. I just I tied it together in my head for some reason, so maybe we did. Well, because you can get them in the um, little bottles, so like, you know, the little travel size, so like you can definitely do that. I don't remember... I think we, I think it was juice, I think it was the juice pouches. You know, like the pouches of juice that you stick the straw in? I feel like that might have been more common yeah. in the pack lunch. Wait, you mean like Capri like, Sun? Yeah, like a Capri Sun. Those were really good. I remember those. I think maybe that was more common. Really but um, I was going to, what, what, what were you just talking about? You were talking about school lunches. I had something to add to that. Well, I mentioned the hot, ha- the hot bologna sandwich. Oh, yeah, the hot hammer. Hot... I was going to mention that. It's funny that, once again, our tastes are differ so wildly with food because <laughs> I loved that day. I There was very few school lunches that I liked, but I remember loving, loving the like hot ham and cheese sandwiches. Oh, so good. Wait, you know what I think it um, might have been, too? Did they used to put... I think they used to put mayo on them, and I honestly think it was mostly the mayo maybe. I didn't like because I didn't like most sauces at the time. I was a ketchup kid. Loved ketchup, but most other things I didn't like. Barbecue was fine too, but like mayo, no. Mustard, no. Fair. You know, I think it was um, like oh, mayo. I, oh, okay. Mayo is kind of something that's changed for me over the years. I went from liking it to disliking it to liking it again. So, but I, I like it to, to a degree. You know, that my main memory with mayo now is when I used to eat, I used to eat McDonald's a lot back at that same age when I was drinking milk still. And I would uh, always get the Mc, uh, McChicken, and they always had a little bit of mayo on it. Yeah. I always thought that mayo was good. Because I was a big chicken nugget. Spicy, but... I was a big chicken nugget kid, so mm. I didn't have to... Because I like I love McChickens now or whatever, but like as a kid, it was always the chicken nuggets, so they didn't have mayo on chicken nuggets. I got my chicken nuggets in my kitchen. Right. I was going to say, uh, 
about the school lunches, I remembered it now. Isn't it wild to think that, like now, like as adults, we wake up every day. <laughs> and we may, may not know what we're going to eat yet. <laughs> but when we were kids, we knew, I don't know how far in advance, at least a week, maybe a whole month. I don't know how far ahead it went, but it's like you knew what was for lunch days in advance. Well, because they would and put those calendars out, it, yeah. It's just kind of weird to think that, like, this is what you're going to be eating today, right? And it's just kind of decided for you. Obviously, you can pack your lunch or whatever. It's just weird because there'll be days now where I'm like, I'm hungry, but I don't know what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. You know, back then it was, you either get this or you get, or your mom's going to pack you something. Those are, those are your two choices, you know? Um, it's just kind of a weird, weird thought that life is nothing like that now. Well, I guess it's because, it's, like, you know, you get to make your own, de- as an adult, you make your own decisions. So if you don't make the decision to make a plan in advance then yeah, you just kind of decide on the seat of your pants what you're making or what, what you're going to go eat or whatever. Um, the only exception being if you're like what I do. planning like maybe a big meal where you're like, oh, okay, I got to set the chicken out to thaw and I'm going to make drumsticks tomorrow. Or yeah. Whatever. So unless you're planning something lunch, one though, day in advance, but... Lunch, you know, lunches are usually smaller than dinners, right? At least yeah. for the most part. And that's where it's for me, especially now that I work, you know, my day job's kind of a hybrid remote job so when i'm remote when i'm at home i'm always working then i look at the clock and it's 12 1 sometimes two o'clock like oh crap i gotta eat something i'm hungry and then it's like (laughs) but then i'm rushing around trying to figure out what i want to because you still got i have to prepare something at least to a degree maybe nothing what you know nothing like a big chicken meal like you just said but um sandwiches man sandwiches are goaded for lunch yet we've talked about this you're a big (laughs) sandwich guy you are you love your sandwich you do. Well, you can put there's, anything, there's nothing you can, wrong with it. You can put anything on a sandwich and bada big bada boom, you're good to go. Oh, what did I do the other day that was... So I usually don't do bread or anything like that, but I did have some leftover bread from something, and I just took the bread, and I didn't want it to go to waste, so I ended up using it. Oh, that's right. So this is actually for a shout-out to Camp Nostalgic. Um, we were filming our Halloween special that'll be coming out next year, so stick around for that next Halloween. Ooh. And... We bought some just like really cheap chili, like just in a can, like we because we just needed it basically for a prop, right? But we had leftover, and so I thought, okay, I'm not going to eat this crappy cheap chili on its own, but I have an idea, and I ended up making chili. What else was in there? Is chili? <laughs> I'm missing a core element, and forgive me. Cheese? Oh no, no, I think it was just the chili, the cheese. And then what I did was I did it basically like a grilled cheese. So I, I kind of like threw each piece of bread on the skillet to yeah. like br- kind of brown it and put butter on it. And just these chili cheese sandwiches, like toasty sandwiches, and they were so dang good. And now that I think of it, now this might be gross, but this circles back to Milk Club, since it is a Milk Club podcast Of course, after all. of course. Growing up, I don't know about you, maybe this was a weird thing in my household but there was two things that you needed to drink milk with as a kid okay and it was chili we always drank chili with milk or sorry we drank milk with chili <laughs> no you, you had it right the first and, time <laughs> yeah for drinking chili with drink a chili with my milk and number two is spaghetti milk and spaghetti ah. might sound weird but so good so i don't know if either of those well, like the chili ones maybe kind of common. Th- maybe I'm making that up. The thing is, like, I feel like that should be weird. Like, a part of me wants to be like, that's probably supposed <laughs> to be weird. But like, I'm the same way because growing up, we drank milk with 
everything, literally everything. So it's like, I know it's not right. weird because I know I've done it. I've absolutely had chili, like my dad's chili in winter with milk and spaghetti. Uh, well, that's not a winter thing specifically, but like, yeah, milk with spaghetti, whatever. Um, which is kind of funny right. to me because now, like when I have pasta, I kind of want to have a soda. And I think that's because when I have pizza, I want to have a soda. I don't know when that started. Yeah, that, where make, it's like, that makes sense. Because I know I've had pizza and milk. I know I've done that. But for some reason, something about pizza is like, oh, you're supposed to have pop with pizza. And that has slowly leached into, like, basically anytime I have any kind of pasta or Italian, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to have soda. I, it doesn't bleed that far out for me, but I do say, I do know with pizza, I want something carbonated. It doesn't have to be pop for me because I don't really drink pop. But I do drink beer. So, like, some, so like beer, yeah. I still want to drink with pizza. Like that, and I don't know if that that probably comes back from a time when I would always drink pop as a kid, and we'd always have pop and pizza, you know, whatever I would have. Um, I know that the only reason why I remembered the chili and the milk thing is because my stepdad, shout out to Big Daddy, he is a grown man. He's <laughs> you know in his fifties, and he's he's the only grown person that I know older than us. Per- personally, I'm serious. I don't know anyone else. I think that I know of that still drinks milk regularly with their meals and he still does. So, or at least he, he prefers it. I'll put it that way. He prefers it. Sometimes there may not be milk in the fridge because we, because I don't think my mom always gets it, but if they get it, he will be having it with his spaghetti and with, with his chili. So that's how I remembered. And he's like, we always made sure we had, we all did it when we were kids or like when you were kids, like doing the chili thing. That's how I remembered that. Cause he reminded me of it, but. I, so there, you're right. There's there's still milk drinkers out oh, there. Oh, for sure. I think my I think my parents still buy milk because I think my dad still drinks it. I think because I know because well, I know from time to time if they're going to go like on a trip or something, they'll say, "Oh, swing by the house, pick up this like gallon of milk." You know, we're going to be gone. We're not going to drink it in time, so take it home or whatever. Um, oh, okay. So sometimes I've I've acquired milk that way. Not not super often. So I think I think they still buy milk. At least sometimes. I think they still drink milk, or my dad still drinks milk or something. Somebody over there, I think, still drinks milk. It starts to make me wonder, because I've had this conversation so many times about, I don't drink milk anymore. I'm starting to wonder if it's kind of like our age bracket. It might be. Who's just kind of like, this kind of, we're we're out of it, maybe we'll circle back to it when we get older, maybe? I don't know. Well, because we went through the got... now I think about it. We went through the got milk era. Did we get, like, milked out? Like we got yeah. over milk. Did we get milked? <laughs> did we got milked? Maybe we did. Because um, this is actually. Have... Oh, do you have a story? No, please. Okay. I can. I can. There's an save it. interesting new uh, marketing campaign. So we remember Got Milk, and Got Milk so like vaguely exists. But we have. There's a new campaign, and the this is relatively new news. Like Queen Latifah has a like anti-milk shaking milk shaming campaign right now i think it's not just her i think there's this milk pep agency right it's in charge of this milk campaign uh like the people that did the got milk or whatever and so queen latifah's got this new video that came out just the other day that's like anti-milk shaming like if you like we need to be proud of drinking milk and like if you're getting bullied for being a milk drinker we need to like change the mindset. So I think it's uh, the 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 phrase that they're using, like the hashtag is okay to milk, like okay, and then the number two milk. 
is their, their whole campaign. Right. So, uh, and I bring this up because apparently it, the whole campaign now is that if you feel ashamed to be a milk drinker because people look down on milk drinkers, you don't oh need to be gosh. ashamed anymore. You can stand up for your milk. And it's it's kind of like a satirical advertisement a little bit. Like there's um, a bit in the video where they're like interviewing this actor, this guy. He's just like, yeah, I was on this date with this girl and it was going really great. And when it came time to get dessert, I ordered milk with my like chocolate lava cake or whatever. And she was so upset. She walked out on the date and then she came back and threw the milk <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. face. Um, it's a whole thing. It's a, it's a skit. Right. It's a sketch. It's supposed to be humorous. But the concept is that people who drink milk get bullied. And if you drink milk, you shouldn't be ashamed. Which is such an opposite thing that we grew up with. Like, we grew up with, you know, you got to drink that milk is, to be healthy. Yeah. Now it's like, don't be afraid to drink milk just because other people think it's weird. I wonder, I guess with anything, the shift just slowly happens. Um, I, I don't know what it is. And I, I also, it's clearly popular enough to say you don't drink milk anymore or else that would have never been made i mean a big celebrity like that regardless of its satirical nature right right that's that is such an interesting thing because i'll be honest with you at first when you talked about like if you're being bullied for liking milk and i was taking it completely at face value and very seriously i thought is that what kids are doing now like kids <laughs> like because bullies have always existed right like are they actually getting on other students for drinking milk like oh you drink milk like, I, th- I wouldn't put it past it. Um, but wild. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I remember, I, I mean, I guess that kind of happens with a lot of things, though. I mean, not to the same exact degree necessarily, but, but we all know, like, this is kind of pretty common history now. But, like, you know, cigarettes, when they were first advertised, they were advertised and they pushed, quote unquote, the health benefits they provided to you or the benefits, that, you know what I mean? And like back in what the fifties, and that quickly went away. But to get people onto cigarettes, you know, and I, and I just think it's it's kind of interesting. Now nobody people still smoke, but everybody realizes how bad they are for you. And um, they've also changed how they're made over the years, of course, too. But right. and then also the the popularity of them has also completely like dipped down. There's a lot less people now who smoke than 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 there used to be. Um, they're still there, but I just think it's interesting. It's kind of a similar thing where, but in a much lesser time, because milk was popular with us literally just 15, maybe 20 years ago. And, you know, like cigarettes were still really huge about 20 years ago. So it's, I, it just, it's just interesting um, to, for that comparison. Maybe we should do cigarettes and milk. <laughs> I don't think maybe we- that's, maybe that's the combo we're missing. I, when I wake up in the morning, I like to have a big glass, of, a tall glass of milk and a fat cigar. Can't you imagine he's just dipping his cigar in the milk? <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. And every time he does it, it, it like goes out. Ah, dang it. <laughs> he lights it again. God bless it. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. This is ashy milk. Ugh. That's so gross. Well, and um, it's weird because, like, I know with. Um, just the interesting comparison between like cigarettes and milk, right? Uh, there used to be a lot of branding for cigarettes and it came out more and more and more and more that cigarettes were terrible for you. And over the years, there's been a lot of, um, I've seen this, uh, a lot of 
question put into place about milk during the Got Milk campaign uh, mm-hmm. was really promoting that calcium thing, strong bones, blah, blah, blah. And there's actually been in more recent years, like in the last 10, 10, 15 years, that like, the, yes, there's calcium in milk, but it's actual effect on bone strength and how much of your body actually absorbs it from milk isn't as high as most people are actually led to believe based on those campaigns. That's what I've seen. Now I'm not a scientist here. I didn't really deep dive this, but I have seen myself in more recent years that there's actually a pushback about whether or not those campaigns have been misleading in the past that they don't do as much for your bones and health as you're led to believe. Not to say it's bad for you. Like cigarettes are milk is not killing you like cigarettes are. That actually leads to um, a a bigger conversation um, about, like, back to the schools. Because we actually touched on this in our one of our Two Peas episodes a little while back. Um, shout out to the Two Peas podcast. We did an episode about school lunches and about how, in my, at least based on what we know nutritionally now about the things that we consume, how out of date parts of the um, regulations for school lunches are. And... Like there, there's been very. I mean, there's there's been some obvious obvious pushes, um, especially during like, like like the Michelle Obama, like she was a big advocate for a lot of like getting better food in schools mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but in general, once again, like there, there's a lot of this research because I yeah I know about that like with with the milk and stuff and the pushback on that. And yet, as of now, 2023, granted, we're not saying that milk's going to kill you, but it's just interesting that that still hasn't been change that's a requirement when when in reality if anything i i i think it's safe to assume that water is going to be just fine and in a lot of ways you need water a lot more than you're going to need milk so it's, it's just interesting that and i know that i mean water is available to some degree um i don't know i just oh, yeah. i just think that's interesting i think there could be some based on i don't have all the details in front of me i i would encourage anyone to go listen to that episode because i kind of get into it more but there are a lot of outdated kind of regulations. We've learned a lot more about the things we consume just in the last 30 years that haven't really been changed with school lunches, which is just kind of an interesting thing to point out. Which is, and that's around school lunch, which I think school lunches are where kids probably have the, probably the most frequent exposure to milk. Because I do want to bring up another weird aspect of this, like milk bullying a little bit, where it, it also became popular. I don't know if you've seen this. I know it's popped up on my timelines and stuff in, in the past few years as well, that there's a weird pushback against milk that humans are the only creature that takes milk from another animal and drinks it regularly. You know, humans drink cow milk, whereas you yeah. know it's meant for baby cows. And there's this massive pushback against that, which, by the way, isn't true. Uh, lots of other animals have actually a- a- adopted baby like other species and been milked like that that does happen in nature like mm-hmm. a goat will adopt a, a cat or something and a cat will drink goat milk like that absolutely does happen in nature so the whole pushback that yeah. like humans are this weird thing i mean yeah we're weird but like saying it's unnatural this, yeah. is crazy but the point that i'm trying to say is that there has been that pushback that like humans shouldn't be drinking milk because we're not so like naturally supposed to so like you said water does just fine which yeah like we can drink what like water is by far the thing 
we need water. <laughs> if you don't get enough water, you <laughs> right, die. Right. So like, yeah, we need water. But there was a weird pushback too that like milk was bad or unnatural that isn't strictly true. That and that's exactly what it is. What this boils down to, kind of broader things. It's not because it's not black or white. You know, I don't know everything that goes into milk, and you know, there's obviously different effects or like nutritional value or benefits that are going to happen if you drink milk that's been completely processed versus not. Right? You know, and you know, I mean, that it, it kind of goes on and on. Uh, I. I don't know. You hear that in other ways too. I'm trying to think of an example. Like we will compare ourselves to other animals. Right. In certain ways. I'm trying to think of another example. I can't think of one, but I, but I have definitely heard that before. You know, I, I don't know enough about milk to really say it, but I know in my personal, my personal decision-making, I thought, you know what? It's not really doing anything for me. I get the nutrients that milk may do have in other things I consume anyway. I'm not going to drink it anymore. Whatever. Like, eh. Um, I do know that there was also for a while milk was involved in this, a- among other things, especially in, probably once again around the same time all of this pushback started happening fifteen years ago or whatever, is um, other things they put in milk, you know, like, like hormones and all that stuff. And I know for a while there was there was a pretty big push against that too. It's like, you know, why kids are so much bigger now than they were. 40 years ago, it's because of all the hormones they're putting in milk and the hormones they're putting in other dairy products and meats and, you know, all that. I remember milk was a part of that, too. I don't know if you came across any of that, but that was a big thing, too. Like, the other things they put in it besides what milk entails. I haven't seen that recently, but I do remember um, specifically, like, not stuff in milk specifically, but I do remember seeing a lot of stuff about, like, things that you put in cows specifically because that was the other thing too the hormones sure, and then a yeah. lot of the antibiotics and stuff that people put into cows mm-hmm. um well it, a lot of that is also to, just to do with like cows that are raised for beef more more than milk but like but either way like whatever part of the animal you're consuming whether you're eating the cow or whether or not you're drinking the milk is that the stuff you feed the cow and what you give the cow for antibiotics is not necessarily great for people so i remember that being a big thing as well which, which is why sure. there's now a push to, like, avoid, like, feeding cows, like, low-quality feed, you know, avoiding, um, like, super hormoning them and super anti, like, an- like all these chemicals that we were pumping into cows. There became a movement yeah. to, like, more organically treat livestock, essentially. Yeah, that and that bleeds over, too, into other, other animals, right? Obviously, that's a big thing with, with uh, chickens, you know, these days, yeah. you know. About how you know how are chickens fed? Are they fed what chickens just eat naturally? Are they fed bits and pieces of eggs? That's one thing that some of the some you know it, are they completely free range? You know whatever it is, there's different. That's you know that's got to be that's got to be so. I'm I'm blessed to live close enough to my parents who have chickens, and I just get eggs straight from the chickens, which is awesome. Right. Um. But like, if you go to the grocery store, and this is what most people do. They see so many, I'm sticking with eggs, for example, because it's a great example. So the word organic and the word natural, those words aren't regular. What's a, what's a good word? They're, they're not regulated not one meaning for the word organic, yeah. regulated. So people will go in there and maybe they want to make the most health, like healthy informed decision, but then they'll see 
cage-free eggs. They'll see organic eggs. They'll see natural eggs. They'll see... It's like, not, not, what's it all mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like that... I get I get kind of passionate about that, but um, just be I don't know because I'm I I do kind of I get concerned about what I put in my body, and it can be tough to it takes a lot of actual research outside of the grocery store to really know what you're getting, and it's just kind of wild to think about. But anyway, that just kind of bleeds over to the chicken thing too, which like is what they're eating. Probably yeah. why you're gonna live longer than me because I'll put anything in my body. I like, <laughs> you always is it say cheap. That you'll get, can I you'll eat go, it? Uh, <laughs> I got an iron gullet. I'll eat anything. Um, th- no, it's uh, who knows? Maybe my I got the little like sensitive wussy belly. Can't take anything. <laughs> Remember when we um we both got um, it was when you came down here last last summer. Super fun trip, and you we bought we went to the store. Maybe I already bought them before you came, but I bought these like kettle chips. They're like jalapeno cheddar ke- kettle chips. Sure, and we were like. We were doing a couple like let's plays just on your on your channel, yeah. And we were just slamming through those in between episodes. And I remember a day went by, like you left the next day, I think, or maybe I think. And I remember like that evening. I, I mean, I I had to go to the bathroom. I'll just I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it clean, but it, it was really bad, and like Taco Bell bad. And I remember texting you, going, "Did these get to you at all?" And you're like, "Nope." I just enjoyed those chips, and that was it. <laughs> it's like, wow. I was very impressed because that tore me up. And then, I, and the reason why I was impressed is because I discovered a website. Sorry, this isn't about milk, but I think no, that's okay. Funny. There is a dedicated website because for some reason when I have something happen to me, I think with, along with a lot of people, I like to feel validated and not alone. And there's this website you can go to. I can't think what the title of it is, but you plug in any brand of chips or any brand of snack or any really kind of food, and it'll tell you anyone who's gave their submission entry about how it tore their stomach up careful these will do this like careful um sugar-free gummy bears you know basically act as a laxative for example right so that's a pretty common one but and i looked up these kettle chips and it was on there going listen guys careful with these like spicy kettle jalapeno cheddar chips they will tear you up and like yeah me too me too (laughs) then i messaged wes and he's like no no like that (laughs) just fine it sounds like such a website where people like People that don't have that problem aren't going to that website. So, like, that's just a website for people that are predisposed to have problems, and they just list them there. So, so you know what I mean? Sure. I I, so, I know it's not like maybe the general population feels that way. I totally understand that, but it the, the, it worked for me because I felt validated, and <laughs> and then I thought you had a crazy iron stomach, just like you always say. So. so I don't think I've ever had a spicy. I got to give you fault there. A spicy chip give me any trouble. I mean, I've had spicy food give me trouble. Me neither. I don't think a chip has ever given me trouble before. Um, me neither. That's the weird thing. But oh, I, I thought about this. Speaking of getting sick, um, remember the milk challenge? Which one Going was the milk? milk? I remember the. I don't remember what it was. It was like a milk prank. This was years ago where people were going to like Walmarts and grocery stores and just like yes. pretending to buy milk. And they'd carry around like four gallons of milk in their hands and like pr- like fake slip. I mean, they'd slip, but they'd intentionally slip, eat it, toss jugs and just splash milk everywhere. Were you with me? Yes. We went on a Black Friday where we saw it happen in person, I think in a Walmart or something. <sighs> no, I actually was working. So okay. I was not, but I remember you guys talking about that. I vividly remember you guys talking about that. 
That's wild. Yeah, that was a that was like in the before days, you know, before the COVID, where everyone was just coming up with because it feels like this led up all the way to because speaking of dairy products, the right before COVID happened, there was that other prank where people were like licking ice cream, and then COVID happened. It's like, well, this is why COVID happened. Y'all disgusting, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they also were, like, putting, like, or they would, like, put, like, the ice cream, like, on their forehead and drive away, or they would, they would do all kinds of weird things with ice cream. It was, um, it was, for everyone and, listening at home that isn't familiar, this is, like, stuff you would do in the store before you'd buy, buy it. Like, you would open up a carton of, like, ice cream, lick it, and put it back or something. And it's like, what the? Oh! That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, that, I do remember that, which I think is just disgusting um i was gonna say but there's also people who would go through the drive through at like a dairy queen or any place that serves ice cream and then they would like order the ice cream film it and just put the ice cream on their forehead like a unicorn <laughs> just let it go to waste they already bought it right and then they just drive away at least, and just, the, and the at least that one's harmless speechless like you make a mess maybe in your own car but it's yeah. your own car so at least that one's harmless but well there was there was a turning point for me with the um milk jug thing and then i'll go back to the milk challenge it's that when they were doing that like yeah it'd be like these teenagers or these like young adults and they were like yeah they'd run in there they'd pretend to slip milk would get everywhere that was the first that was a turning point for me in my life where i started to think what is wrong (laughs) with with like kids these days right like and it was any age i'm sure it was like older people maybe there's people closer to our age too but that was the first time i started to think that (laughs) like what is wrong with these people? This is like before. before th- that's funny, but that no. Nope. This is before Tide Pod challenge happened, and then we really had to question. <laughs> and then, yep. I don't know if you remember hearing about this, but when the um when the switch came out, oh yeah, like, a, the like cartridges were like licking, licking cartridges because they they tasted like spicy or something. Well, that's so weird. <laughs> Why are you doing? Because well, it came out that apparently Nintendo or whoever makes the cartridges uh, uh, laced the cartridges with a chemical that was supposed to make them like bitter so that if the idea was if itty bitty children like a two-year-old got a hold of cartridge they wouldn't try to eat it right so it tastes really bitter and terrible so kid like tiny kid like infants would spit them out well that got out apparently and then you had that like bit where teenagers and young adults were like licking cartridges for the you know for the views and for the memes which i guess that one's kind of semi-harmless too because it's like well if you ruin the cartridge you're ruining your own cartridge but yeah, it might be harmless, but it doesn't make it any less it's, strange. It's like if silly. you know they do it, like do you really need to do it? But um I was gonna say the milk challenge. This is the milk club after all, Weston. Yes, this is. The uh the the milk challenge was where people would literally just film it. This is a milk challenge. All right. I don't know if they nominated other people to do it to it. I don't think it was like the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> but what they would do is this is this is during the challenge era. This is cinnamon challenge, um, and all that stuff. So you would take a gallon of milk. And you have to chug it all without vomiting. Oh, that's a lot this of milk. This was a big one. In one go. That's a it, a gallon of milk. And there's actually, I don't know if he'd want this getting out, but there is a mutual friend of ours. Um, actually, it might still be on YouTube. You might still be able to find it. Who, who's done it? And oh, really? I, can, I don't think it was successful. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll shoot you the name after, because I don't know if he wants that particular thing getting out. But... <laughs> He did do it, and it was unsuccessful, I'm pretty sure. He did it with a couple of friends. And um, the point is, most that I saw ended up with people vomiting, so I kind of jumped off that bandwagon pretty quick. I wasn't really a fan of that, people vomiting. But, yeah, that was one. 
Because, like, it's, that's, I mean, drinking a gallon of anything that quickly, especially if your body's not prepared for it, I'm not going to be surprised if there's some sort of rejection. I mean, at at that rate, but, like, God, milk? It's just, it's so much heavier than, like, water would be or something. It's heavy. Or, like. It's a lot. And then also, like, milk is basic, and your stomach acid is, you know, acidic. So I, there's probably some something chemically happening there, too. That's probably not great. Yeah. But so anyway, that being said, everybody, to end um, our uh, the Milk Club episode today, what we're going to do is we're going to do the milk challenge right here on the pod. Yep, for sure. And uh, we're, Weston's probably going to be just fine. And my little sissy belly is going <laughs> to going to reject you it. know i wonder how much milk i could drink in one sitting before my gut says what are we doing what is happening <laughs> would would you be willing to try that at one point i i can guarantee I'm not you i'm not getting thing, through but... a gallon like i'm asking openly i wonder i wonder how much i could drink but i'm sure it's not an entire gallon that's a lot of milk in one sitting in one go that i mean yeah it is um I would. Oh, I, I thought of another. Milk I would thing. down like you know. If you gave me like a, a tall, massive glass of milk, I would sh- like shotgun. It wouldn't be shotgun. Oh, yeah. I would like down a whole like glass of milk. But that's definitely doable. Um, do you? Did you ever? Or well, I guess you don't really drink milk now either. So, but when you were a kid, did you? Were you a fan of like dipping things in milk, like cookies and? Everything like that? No, weirdly. Um, I know everyone like dips their Oreos in milk, and I've definitely done it. But like, I never felt like dipping cookies and stuff in milk added to the experience. But also, I like crunchy things. So I like my cookies. I like my cookies crunchy. So that's probably part of it. Okay, that's fair. I uh, I like things not crunchy. So I always I used to get the um, uh, the vanilla wafers were. Right, is that what they're called? Vanilla wafers, and I would, but like the vanilla wafer. What? What is it? Is it's it a, Manila? Well, there's <laughs> <What'd> <laughs> no Manila is the uh, envelopes, right? The Manila envelopes are the the Nilla. Oh, that's what that yeah. word is. I knew that word was a real word. <laughs> <laughs> the Nilla wafers are the little like round, like orange disc type things. Nilla. If that's it, yeah, the, yeah, those things. I used to always dip those, and then those Biscoff cookies. I would dip those in there. Now I dip those in coffee. I do recommend that. Um, dipping Biscoff cookies in like your coffee's good, and then it adds because you and I, because I know you drink it black too. It it adds just a little bit of this little little, little sweet at the end there because it got a couple little like cookie crunchies in there. But that might be gross to you if there's a couple cookie floaties. But that doesn't bother me. But like know. the floaties in my coffee wouldn't add anything. Like that wouldn't make it better. But I understand that. Like well. I'm dipping the Nilla wafer into my coffee or the Biscoff cookie into my coffee because it makes the coffee sweeter. So you're at, what you're trying to do is add something to the coffee instead of the coffee adding something to the cookie. And I can understand that. Yeah. That makes sense um, to me. Yeah, I remember... I don't think I did it, but I remember it was really popular to like dip your Oreos and milk. Oh, yeah. That was a big one, too. Um, and then just, I guess any cookie, probably even just like chocolate chip, like a fresh chocolate chip. That sounds good. I don't think I ever actually did this, believe it or not, but I, I feel like a fresh chocolate chip cookie right out of the oven dipped into milk would be really dipped good. Dipped into your... Not fresh out. Let it harden a little bit, but... Oh yeah, you get your fresh cookie. You got to let it cool enough to actually be able to handle the cookie and then you dip it into your hot cocoa now that it's hot cocoa season with mm. the marshmallows and your hot cocoa. 
have cookies and hot cocoa. That sounds good. That's the Santa Claus way to do it, since we're coming up into that season now. Speaking of that, I know usually the only time I'm going into the section of the store that has milk, it's only this time of the year, and I think you'll probably know why. It's because I am an unapologetic lover of eggnog. Oh, that's right. So I forgot I will, about uh, that. So I will run there. I mean, it, in fact, I'm actually going to be running probably to the store when we're done doing this, and I'm going to go get my first, as of the time of recording this, my first uh, bottle for the season. First eggnog of the, the thing season. thing is... Eggnog's so gross, though. Be- <laughs> oh, it's actually... I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's so <laughs> it's good, so gross. <laughs> it, um, it's... Steph makes... Um, uh, Steph makes... Or she has. She doesn't every year. I want her to every year because I love when she makes things because it's always yummy. But she she makes eggnog, like her own eggnog. And um, it is not quite as good as Prairie Farms. I told her that to her face. I'm not afraid to admit it. (laughs) Okay, if she's already heard this. it's too thin. I didn't want her to first time be hearing this beyond this podcast. Dude, Wesson, you act like you don't know me. I say things I shouldn't (laughs) say to everybody I know, including the ones I love. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So anyway, but I did... Yeah, so I did tell her that, uh, and she obviously says, no, this is the best, and it's really delicious, but it's a little too thin. Mm. Um, I like eggnog because it's, I mean, it's it's thicker than milk, at least 2% that I'm used to. Um, in general, I wouldn't like that in milk. I feel like whole milk, I'm assuming it's thicker, I probably wouldn't like, but it's eggnog. Mwah. But I have a complaint, and that is it is so difficult now at least in, unless you're in a Walmart, which I don't really go to Walmart very much. But Prairie Farms, pretty big name, don't you think? Yeah. Right? Milk, right? Anybody it's else? A big name. They used to make their eggnog is the best eggnog in the history of mankind. <laughs> and I don't care who you are. It just is, right? I'm making my bold claims, but I have to. They don't have those in like other sh- like stores. They have their holiday nog which isn't the same it's not just changing a name it's a different it's like or it's called holiday custard is what it's called oh not the same thing um and no there's other brands who make holiday nog which is eggnog but i want prairie farms eggnog and you can still get prairie farms eggnog but you got to go to walmart the walmart's far away from my house at least from where i live i don't want to go all the way over there and get it but that's where i'm going to go after this (laughs) (laughs) we go get my eggnog because I want it, I'm craving it now. They must be, but uh, yeah, I knew they must be like changing up their recipes for like because everything is getting so expensive now. Maybe like remaking yeah. their recipes, so that's why it's not I don't as know. good. They're not using they're not using the real eggs or something. I'm gonna be an old man going. They don't make eggnog like they used to. Back in my day, eggnog was made out of eggnog, not custard. It was yeah, it was. Just eggs and a little bit of nog. <laughs> I do want her to show me how to make it, though, because I would make it on my own. But, I don't know necessarily what you would need to make it thicker. I don't know if you'd use... I don't, I don't... I mean, I'm not... I know about cooking. I don't know about baking, so I don't really know. But I need to figure that out, and then... Well, yeah, I imagine, like, uh, just add some kind of thickening agent in there. Like, find out what, like, find out what her recipe is, and then, like... You, just add more of I mean, something. I know, <laughs> I know usually milk makes things thicker. Like I know that um, uh, one thing I one thing I do cook with milk, and it's the time of the time of the year is my um, I always make vegetable chowder, 
and it's one of the few like winter only kind of meals I make. And it that uses a lot of milk. So that's one of the few times a year I'll still buy milk is, is for that. Um and then of course I throw a bunch of cheese in there too. I mean it's just it's dairy city. It's delicious. But yeah, I don't really do chowders, but I do vegetable chowder. That's really yummy. And but honestly, I think what makes that thick though is the flour. There's a lot of flour in that. Yeah, too, that would so do that it. Definitely helps with the thickness. Just throw some flour in your so, eggnog. But I don't think there's any flour in eggnog. Just uh, after <laughs> Stephanie I mean, makes I her could. eggnog, you take a glass and just throw in some some flour and give it a stir. Bada bing, you're good to go. Bada bing, bada boom. I, I don't see how that could go wrong. That sounds perfectly fine to me. Well, if we ever do like a, a video video in person for Profoundish, we can we, we can make our own. <laughs> you know, what would be actually a fun segment idea. Yeah. Not a segment, but like an actual like video would be like, we are not allowed to do any research. We have all of the resources we need in the kitchen for this, all the ingredients. We have to make eggnog or make some sort of drink or something or soup or whatever it is, but just based on our prior knowledge and just see how we do. Oh, <laughs> like everything is at our disposal, <laughs> but we don't know what's what and there's extra ingredients. Oh, it would just be a, a, a disaster. <laughs> I don't have any cooking sense at all. I th- Right. Listen to our cooking episode, everybody. I learned that on that episode. Well, I have some, and I think I think we can just put our heads together and we could probably come up with something maybe somewhat there. I think we could. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, I'm gonna put <laughs> we can I'm do gonna that crack sometime. a bunch of eggs, put it in a glass, whisk it, and say, There you go. That's my eggnog. <laughs> oh yeah, and some I mean, milk. <laughs> that sounds like something Well, just do the eggs, because it sounds like something some old uh like Old Farmer Joe used to do that. Every morning I'd get up and I'd drink two eggs. No, that was a... Seems like an old farmer that thing. That was Gaston from from uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, you're Every right. Every morning I'd eat three dozen <laughs> eggs or however the song goes. Uh, Gaston. Well, Alex... Yeah, he he's a milk drinker. I'll tell you what. I bet you didn't yeah. know we could do a whole episode about milk. I cannot believe we just did a whole episode about milk. But we kind of actually did, though. We we kind of actually did like, do an entire episode about milk. <laughs> um, can you give everybody, like, a sneak peek of what's to come on, on our next one? Like, what's the next uh, podcast name that we came up with? Uh, shoot. Do you have that at, at your disposal? I don't remember what it is. Give me a second. Should... Okay. Because there's one in particular that I know you and I are both very excited for. But I don't know if that's the next one or not. But I think we could probably continue this. I like this trend idea actually a lot. <laughs> uh, I almost have it. I'm thinking... Because I know we had booger balls. Obviously, we had uh, flagpole pig. There, was, there had to have been two or like one or two more. But I can't remember what else there was. Wasn't there one about like... Oh, the next one like is Rabbit Wood. Or something. Oh, wow. I was... You were really close. So what... Okay. Rabbit Wood. So we'll leave it at that. We'll figure out what that was all about um, after. And maybe... Who knows? Maybe we can... Uh, maybe that'll be our next episode. Or at least... Or Weston's next episode. Yeah, it's going right? to be a good one. I got to... Because I, I have to listen back to that little bit of, of the podcast. And find out exactly what we talked about. <laughs> it sounds rabbit wood. Sounds like it's outdoorsy. I'm so excited. This is a great exercise. <laughs> um, I kind of like this just as an as a 
exercise for you and me to kind of try and stay on topic for something very specific. So I like that aspect of it. It's fun. It's it's like very specific. Well, I, we had a few weeks where we were kind of a little lackadaisical about staying on topic, which is fine because we're doing a podcast. We can talk. But like yeah. now, now we have to have a talk. Now we're in. honing it in. Yeah. Now we're challenging ourselves yeah. to like get back to our roots, have a topic, <laughs> stay on task. I love it. I love this so much. So I hope we do Rabbit Wood or at least one of these other ones coming up. I, I completely encourage you to continue this trend. I will continue to this trend. I don't remember how many I don't remember how many podcasts we came up with. So buckle in everybody. We're going to be in for it. This is the every other every other podcast is going to be this now. This is the new um at least for a while. You, uh never have I ever arc for the next <laughs> while. Yes. <laughs> I uh man, I have fond memories of that. Every week it's like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> here we go. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening oh, to good. Profoundish. You can follow us on our social stuff, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, tick, tick, tack, patty, whack, give a dog a bone, TikTok um, at Profoundish Pod. Of course, you've been listening to us, Profoundish, on whatever platform you're listening to. We're on several. Alex, where can we find you? The best place you can find me is alexduquette.net. I do music, and I also make medleys. Um, and I also make uh, uh, video game soundtrack retrospectives on YouTube. So go. Uh, you can check all the links out actually directly on my website. I do want to give a little shout out to my latest medley because I think this will be um, out right around the time this episode comes out. It's my. Uh, it's a Christmas specials medley. So any animated Christmas special. So you know the ones, right? Your Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph. Uh, what else? All of them. Uh, what's the What's the the, the kind of spooky one? Uh, night, night I never watched. Christmas. I never really got into it that much. Not before Christmas. That's on there. All these classic Christmas songs are in this medley so go check it out and it is kind of that time of the season so go enjoy that what about you weston you can find me i've got a uh i've got a website westonhasty.com i've got lots of stuff there you can check out it's just it's a landing page for the things that i do if you're into video games i specifically do a bunch of content over on youtube on the channel called magic man mo where i stream and play games and stuff come hang out with me come say hi to me on twitter at westonhasty um yeah, that's where I want. I want to just leave it at that. And once again, thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and uh, share this with a friend or two, or maybe your mom. Yes. And until next time. Uh, please, your mom. Specifically your remember, mom. Remember, specifically your mom, but remember how we're going to close this out, Wes? Oh, yeah. We talked about this. Okay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. Ha <laughs> ha!